So, what is the right shoe? That is the million-dollar question. And I don't have a million-dollar answer for you because there is no universal right shoe. Episode 935 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, how shoes impact the health of your feet. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's quick tip episode of the show, I want to uh, let you know that today's episode is is kind of brought to you by something that's totally free. I'm not entirely sure how that works because I don't even get any kickbacks out of it because it's my own thing that I just give away for free. So it's a little bit awkward to say that it's sponsored by the Little Things course, but in case you're you're new around these parts or in case you've been dragging your feet for the last like three years since the Little Things course came out, um, I have a course about the little things. And uh, I like to think it might be useful uh, because it's so easy to get focused, at least it's easy for me, maybe not for you, but it's easy for me to get focused on running and how I can improve as a runner, move closer to my goals, focus just on my running, training more, focusing more on my heart rate, getting that dialed in, doing some different workouts, things of that nature. But it's important to not lose sight of the fact that the little things, aka all of the other things also are kind of important. Things like what you eat, things like getting enough sleep, things like recovering well between workouts, things like cross-training. There are other things, but those are the four that I talk about in the little things and how making sure that you're not ignoring those areas, making sure that maybe even you're trying to optimize some of those areas can actually pay off in huge benefits in your running and in your growth and evolution and progress as a runner. So if you feel like you're a little bit lacking or a little bit unsure on any or all of those areas, would encourage you to head over to disruns.com slash little things, disruns.com slash little things, sign up again. It's free. There's no like anything behind a paywall. Like it's literally all just free. Um, and, and you know, if you can get one or two things from it, I think it's worth the cost of nothing. So check it out. Disruns.com slash little things. And uh, hopefully it helps. Hopefully it helps. Let me know if it does. So today, picking up a little bit where we left off, talking uh, from last week, talking about foot health. And uh, as per usual, last week, I kind of kind of got a little bit long in the mouth, which, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It's probably going to happen this week as well. Um, but, uh, you know, by the time we got to kind of wrapping up some of the basics of foot health last week, there was no time to begin talking about um the shoes and the role that shoes play in our feet staying healthy and, and us being able to take care of our feet. So it only made sense to kind of make that its own separate episode or own separate topic. And that's, that's what we're going to get into today. And, uh, just so we're not, just so we're clear on a couple of things, first and foremost, I'm not anti shoe. All right. And I know I've talked a lot about ultra in the past and I'm sure I'll talk about ultras a little bit at some point during today's episode, but just keep in mind that I'm no longer affiliated with Ultra. They they fired me a couple of years ago, and by fired I mean it wasn't like anything nasty as far as as far as I know. It was just like, hey, you've been around for a while. Time to get some new blood in the crew, which is which is cool. I, I get it. Um, but I no longer like am expected to only say good things about Ultra. In fact, I kind of have some some issues with Ultras of late um, that probably won't get into today because it's more preference than anything else. But anyway, all that to say, this isn't just a plug for Ultra anymore. Right? And I guess I've just kind of plugged them like four times, so I guess maybe it is. Uh, but it's it's not the normal, not the, not the former Diz as an ambassador for Ultra 
situation. Okay. So just getting those, those couple of things out of the way. Um, so again, like we talked about last week, healthy feet, kind of important. If your feet are, if your feet are working well, if your feet are healthy, if you're taking care of them, um, not that that completely eliminates all risk of, of injuries and overtraining issues and things like that, but it sure goes a long way to help mitigate the risk, right? So we want to keep our feet healthy. Um, and, and shoes are a part of that both for the good and for the bad, which we'll, which we'll kind of get into a little bit today. Um, you know, in, in, at this point in our lives, at, at this point in our, you know, existence as a species, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that, that shoes are, are really pretty necessary, um, from a pr- protection standpoint, right? And, and again, we're not talking just about running. We're talking about just day-to-day life, just moving about life, moving about business. Um, I suppose, you know, no shoes, no shirt, like, so it's kind of necessary for some of those types of things as well, but just to keep our feet healthy from walking across different surfaces, uh, preventing from scuffs and, and scrapes and things like that. I mean, shoes are a good thing. And certainly for, for me as a runner, probably for you as a runner as well, it's, it's kind of helpful for when you're running and there's random gravel or, you know, running on the side of the road sometimes and there's like broken glass or things like that. You don't have to worry as much about it. Um, not that I like go out of my way to step on sharp stones or jagged edges of glass, but if slash when it happens, it's nice to have a little protective layer between, uh, my sensitive little feet and the shoe and, and, and the ground, right. And the shoe being that, that protective barrier. So certainly shoes are a good thing. They're, they're, they're helpful. They're beneficial. And again, just even walking around, I mean, shoot, you know, as you probably know, I live in Florida and from now until, I don't know, Thanksgiving, uh, the, the sidewalk, when I walk the dog during the day, when I walk the dog in the evening is just a little bit hot. So having shoes kind of helps protect my feet from the heat of the sidewalk. Lots of, of, well, I don't wear shoes. Of course I wear sandals, but splitting hairs, uh, having something on our feet is, is a good thing when it comes to protection. However, the protection piece, you could make the argument is one of those instances where too much of a good thing, too much protection may not exactly be a good thing, right? If you, if you have too much protection when it comes to your feet, your shoes can, can almost turn into splints as, a, as opposed to just a protective barrier. How so? Well, it, it probably comes as no surprise, and certainly if you listen to last week's episode, it, it, it ties in with that as well, that we've got some things going on in our feet. We've got muscles, we've got bones, we've got joints, we've got, we got things going on down there. A biomechanical marvel, I believe, is what I called it last week. I still stand by that, by the way. But all of the things that are going on in our feet, just like any other muscle, any other joint, any other part of our body, if we don't lose it, we tend to lose it. If we don't lose it, we... If we don't use it, we tend to lose it. I don't know if I said that right or wrong the first time, but I just repeated it just in case. Um, but we need our, sho- our feet to work. And shoes limit the amount of work that our feet need to do, right? There's a difference between walking barefoot versus walking with your shoes on or running barefoot versus running with your shoes on in terms of how much your feet are, are working. And the more protective your shoes become, AKA the, the, the thicker, the soles, the more cushion, the more gap between your, your soft little, uh, sensitive feet, at least my soft little sensitive feet feet and the, the ground below me, the, the more the shoe is doing the work for our feet and, and the less the muscles and, and sensory perception stuff of the skin, the less those things are firing. 
In theory, that might not be a big deal, except that that makes them a little bit weaker. Weaker muscles, a little more susceptible to injury. Again, potentially. Not guaranteed, but potentially setting yourself up for a problem. Same thing with, with some of the construction of shoes. You know, if, if you have a bunch of, um, and we'll get into this a little bit more in, in a second, but a bunch of like arch support or a bunch of just heavy stitching, heavy, heavy material around the outside parts of your, your feet. Now, for some shoes that you want that, if you're bushwhacking, if you're trail running in some gnarly trails, like having a little bit of extra protection from thorns and things like that, probably a good thing. But too much of it or constantly wearing those shoes, again, just kind of prevents some of the movement of our, of our feet, which is, which is important for shock absorption, uh, force distribution, uh, gripping, stability, all those types of things. Um, and so too much protection of our shoes can be not so great. And basically, they almost become splints, right? If you have too much protection, too much cushion on the bottom, especially if it's more of a rigid cushion, so it's, it's not, your feet just aren't moving at all inside of it. Um, too much protection, protection around the outside part, it kind of becomes splints. And, and it, you know, the problem with a splint, as you may know, if you ever had like a long-term injury or a cast or things like that, if you totally immobilize everything, you know, if you have a, a cast on your elbow or on your arm that, that locks your elbow in place, when you get the cast off, your arm's pretty weak. The muscles haven't been moving. Things are stiff. Things are sore. It takes a lot of work to rebuild that strength, that motion, that, that, uh, dexterity in your arm. Imagine that in your foot with so many joints, so many small muscles, so many things going on down there, it can, it can lead to some problems. So the key, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned for myself, as far as I would encourage you to be concerned is to find the happy medium, right? To find the right shoe that provides enough protection, enough support, enough cushion that it keeps your feet healthy, keeps you healthy, but that it doesn't turn into a splint scenario, turn into a, your foot no longer has to do any work scenario, which can result in weaker muscles, less flexibility, less dexterity in, in the joints and muscles and things going on in your feet, which could ultimately increase your risk of injury. So what is the right shoe? That is the million dollar question. And I don't have a million dollar answer for you because there is no universal right shoe. I hope that that doesn't come as a surprise to you. I hope that you've, you've heard me talk about there is no one size fits all enough times that you, that you would, would have gone all in on the fact that there's no way that, that Diz is going to say there's some one size fits all shoe. All right? Because there's not. Yes, I'm a fan of zero drop. Yes, I'm a fan of a, not a whole lot of cushion. A little bit, but not a whole lot. Yes, I'm a fan of a wider toe box. All things we're going to talk about a little bit more as we go. But ultimately, I'm a fan of what works for me works for me. What works for you works for you. And again, this isn't just running shoes. This is everyday shoes as well. Because I think that it's easy to to point the blame, or at least to begin the search for blame, when there's a problem, when something's wrong, we look at, all right, well, maybe is it time for some new running shoes? Do, do these shoes not work for me anymore? Do I need to get, you know, are they, are they worn out? Have I crossed that mythical 450 mile to 500 mile barrier? And oh, now these shoes are, are garbage and time to get something new. Sometimes that's the case, but let's not 
overlook the fact that a lot of us maybe run for, I don't know, what, five hours, six hours, seven hours a week total, somewhere in that ballpark. You know, if you're running every day, maybe a little bit more. If you're if you're running only a couple days a week, nothing wrong with that, of course. But maybe a little bit less. But let's just say uh, in the ballpark, uh, you know, we 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 are in our running shoes seven hours a week, between a couple of short runs, a long run, etc. That leaves what what is the song? Uh, One hundred sixty-eight hours in a week. So I guess it's not the song from Rent. They they break it down to minutes, and I'm not going to go that far. But let's say there's one hundred sixty-eight hours in a week which we don't have to say that there is because there actually is. Uh, so we take our seven hours that we're in our running shoes out from that. That leaves 161, right? I'm pretty good at math, and that's a simple one. What are we wearing on our feet the rest of the time? Now, hopefully a, a decent chunk of the time you're sleeping. I mean, not a, a decent chunk, but, you know, seven, eight hours a night you're, you're sleeping. So, you know, you probably don't have any shoes on at that point. And I'm not going to do the math. I'm good at math, but I'm not that good at math. I mean, I am that good at math if I stop to think about it, but that's dead air on a podcast and ain't nobody got time for that. Um, but let's just say that that leaves us with about 96 hours because that's, that's about right. If you do the math about 96 hours where we're not sleeping, we're not running and we probably have shoes on whether we're work shoes, working around the house shoes, uh, flip flops, sandals, heels, the whole nine. Those shoes matter too. Right when we're talking about foot health, and yes, we're we're viewing it through the lens of running, but this isn't just about foot health while running. And your your running shoes aren't the only shoes that you wear that impacts your foot health. Your non-running shoes matter too. You could maybe make an argument your non-running shoes matter more to your foot health than your running shoes do, unless you just have some type of of disaster running shoe for you. Right, just you know, you need something that offers a little bit less support, and you've got some maximally supportive shoe, and like all of a sudden, like your your, your joints are all jacked up, and they're causing pro- like okay. But outside of that scenario, if you just you know, you could use a neutral shoe. You got a, various of of different types, different styles, whatever that would all be more or less okay. But you're cramming your foot into some other shoe that that doesn't work for you. Forty, fifty hours a week at work, and then you know another twenty hours a week at commuting, and this and that and the other. That would be a lot of commuting time, but whatever. Maybe, maybe when it comes to your shoes and the role that your shoes play on your foot health, maybe you need to broaden your horizon beyond just your running shoes and start thinking about shoes you wear on the daily. All right. So when it's time to, to be getting some new shoes, when you're, when you find yourself in the market for new shoes, again, running shoes, work shoes, going out shoes, leisure shoes. I don't know. Are there any other types of any other anywhere water shoes, shower shoes? I mean, what? what I don't know. Uh, but any any type of shoe that you're looking for, some things that I would encourage you to consider when it comes to keeping foot health in mind. All right, I already mentioned toe box a little bit. Uh, you can call it a wider shoe of, of the front part of your shoe, whatever you want to call it. Um, but wider, Yahula Ula. Remember that from uh, the, the the commercial? Wider is better. Yahula Ula. Um, maybe not, maybe not to, to the maximal extent, but narrower is not good. Not ideal when it comes to toes, to your toe box, to the, the point of the shoe around the toes. All right. A lot of shoes, running shoes, other shoes, etc., are, have some type of taper rounding point when it gets to the toes. Otherwise they, they do look a little ridiculous when they're, when they're a little bit, uh, wider, wider toe box, 
foot shaped, whatever you want to call it. The problem is, is that when we're, when we're walking, when we're running, when we're standing, anytime we're on our feet and weight bearing the bones between our, in, in the forefoot, the, the kind of not necessarily the, the toe bones themselves, but the bones that are the, the metatarsals. For those of you that want to fact check me, I do know, I do know a little bit of medical terminology. All right. But the metatarsals, which are the, the long bones that kind of connect your, your midfoot to your toes, they, they like to spread out. And if you have shoes that are narrow or tapered towards the toes, it limits the ability of the toes to turn out. And the, and the midfoot, the, or not the midfoot, but the, the metatarsals to, to splay, to spread. And that's, that's an important piece of shock absorption, stability, balance, uh, it causes the, you know, the muscles in our feet have to work when they're spreading out. Um, and if, and if they're really narrow and they really point in, especially on the big toe, you can actually inhibit your mechanical advantage of the, the lever action of your big toe, AKA you can become a less efficient runner. If your big toe isn't allowed to stay straight, but it kind of is pressed in by the shoe. You can also develop like major bunions, major foot problems over time due to pointed shoes, narrow shoes. And again, this isn't just about running. You could be running in, in your ultras, in your zeros, in your, I don't know what other shoes have foot shaped toe boxes or wider toe boxes. You could be running those your six or seven hours a week. And I'm kind of talking to the ladies, but I'm not just talking about the ladies, but, but ladies, it's, it, maybe it's, it's a little bit more easy to figure out. You slam your foot into heels to go to the office, which maybe you're not doing as much of these days, but things are going to start opening up. Hopefully you might be going back to the office a little bit more. You, you put your, your feet into some, some heels or into some type of dress shoes and fellas, we're guilty here. Absolutely. Put your feet back in the dress shoes that forces that toe in, right? You're doing that for seven, eight, 10 hours a day versus your maybe one hour a day that you're not. That's going to have some problems. It's going to have some impact. It's going to kind of limit that, that motion. And now all of a sudden, even when you're in your ultras or your zeros or your wider toe box shoes, that big toe isn't going to be spreading out. The, the bones in your foot aren't going to be spreading out. Your big toe might be cocked over a little bit because that's just kind of what it's gotten used to. So that's a problem. So when you're, when you're looking for the next pair of shoes, I would encourage you to at least consider a foot shaped or a wider toe box shoe, whether we're talking work shoes, play shoes, running shoes, or anything in between. What about the heel drop? Now, if I had to pick a villain, and I even say this in the post for today, if I had to pick a villain when it comes to footwear, I think the heel is like the devil. And not just, not just a heel drop like a four millimeter or a six millimeter or an eight millimeter in running shoes. I'm talking like high heel drops, like high heeled shoes, or even, and again, I know this, this kind of starts to point to the ladies, but like fellas, you know, your, your work shoes, your work boots, uh, your, your, your dress shoes, your, your loafers, your wingtips. I don't know. Are wingtips even still a thing or that they go out of style in the eighties. My dad still wears them, but that's, that's not exactly saying much. Um, but, but your dress shoes that have half inch heel, an inch heel, you know, ladies, you get, to get a little bit of demerits here for the, the, the bigger heels. Um, those, those can be a problem again, not just a, not, not just your running shoes so much because you're in those just a, you know, an hour or so most days, but you're in, you're in the, the, the shoes with the heel at work for eight, 10, 12 hours a day, all day, every day. 
What that does over time is it limits the range of motion of your ankle, which can result and often does result in tighter calves, a tighter Achilles tendon. And just physiologically, us runners, we tend to have tight calves and tight uh, Achilles tendons anyway. We just tend to have tight muscles anyway because we're not typically the most flexible bunch. But when you put your your foot in that position, thanks to your shoe of having any type of heel at all, you're just allowing that muscle to tighten up a little bit more every single day. When you're walking around in a zero drop shoe or my, my go-to a flip flop that is definitely zero drop. I may not be getting a stretch in my calf every day, every step, but at least when I'm going through the, the running motion, the walking motion, there's a little bit more stretch there to help just try to maintain a little bit of, of range of motion there, a little bit of flexibility there. Over time, if your calf and your Achilles get tighter, you can develop some, some, you know, some itises, some tendonitis, uh, some bursitis, things like that in the Achilles. But when you're talking more specifically about foot health, it can be a contributor to plantar fasciitis, bottom of the foot pain, heel spurs, things like that. I get if you can't wear zero drop shoes everywhere. I get it. But as much as you can, trying to limit the heels of the shoes that you're wearing, both in running and day to day, might be worth considering the next time you're in the market for shoes. Last but not least on the things that we're talking about in terms of uh, things to consider when you're buying shoes would be the, the amount of support. Again, we're talking about arch support. We're talking about cushioning underneath the shoe or just, you know, how much of a, of a stack is there. Uh, we're talking about the support of the, the stitching, the upper, the sides of the shoe. And again, this is, this is across the board, running shoes, daily shoes, work shoes, whatever. Something to think about that you want enough support to keep your foot safe, to protect things, especially if you need a little extra arch support for one reason or another. You need a little extra cushion underneath it because you're going to be on your feet all day. All right, there's plenty of reasons to have some support, some protection. But I've heard it said before that the best, the best amount of protection or the best amount of cushion that you should look for in your shoes is the least amount that's required. Because it just allows your feet to work. It forces your feet to work if, if they don't have quite as much support. If they don't have quite as much perfection. So keep your feet safe. If you need to wear steel-toed work boots at, at work because of you know OSHA standards or just because it would be ideal to not have something fall on your foot and crush a toe, I'm okay with that. Protect your feet. All right? If you, if you, you know, are working, I don't know where... I, if you're in a position where, you know, when you're not at work, you could get away with something with a little less support that forces your feet to work a little bit more, maybe not a bad idea, which is why I lean into wearing my, my rainbow sandals literally 365 days a year. Not a whole lot of support there, but for me, that's a good thing. Now, maybe you don't want to jump right into that situation, All right? Maybe that's a bridge too far right now. Maybe going from lots of support to minimal support could cause you more problems than it solves, but maybe that's something to work towards over the next year or two. Which brings me to the final point tonight when it comes to your foot health, especially as, as it's related to your shoes and picking out the right shoes for you, again, both in day-to-day life and in running. Our choices have consequences, right? Some choices we have more free will about 
as far as what to wear on our feet, what what shoe options to go with. Some situations, especially at work and depending on your work situation, you may not have as many options. You may have to get something with a heel or something that's steel-toed, something that's heavier, that's that's more protective, whatever. All right? You have to do what you have to do, but outside of that, you have a lot of choices. You know, you could get away with maybe wearing a flat instead of a heel or wearing, um, you know, for the fellas, because I, I want to be equal opportunity here, but wearing more of a, of a lower profiled shoe or a, even, even like a zero drop, um, you know, flat, I guess this is ladies too, uh, instead of a, a dresser, dressier shoe with a heel to work. You know, there's options out there. They may not be as easily defined. You may not be able to just get them at Kohl's or wherever you get your shoes from, but if you do a little bit of looking, you can, you can maybe find them. Whatever you end up choosing to put on your feet, remember there's consequences. And if you, if you love your high-heeled shoes, or you love your really supportive walk-around shoes, or you love your rainbow sandals, that one's me, obviously, in case we weren't paying attention. There are consequences for those choices. Some good, some bad. But even the bad, even the, the you know, wearing the, the pointed shoes, the high heels, things like that. If you're going to wear those, you can still have healthy feet. You just might have to do a little bit of extra work to get there. Which kind of points back to last week's episode, number 933, in case you missed it. Doing some of the stretches doing some of the massage work, being proactive about strengthening the muscles in your feet because you know they're not getting as much work when you're walking around at work every day. Okay? So if you're going to wear shoes that may have more of a negative impact, get out in front of it. Be proactive. Kind of like doing the little things. Subtle little plug. But get out in front of potential issues and you have a, you have a pretty good chance of keeping your feet healthy which leads to you having a pretty good chance of staying healthy as a runner. So some things to, to think about, some things to consider when it comes to the role that shoes play in your foot health. And again, not just your running shoes. So focused on running shoes, but you wear your other shoes a whole lot more. Okay? So take care of your feet. Take care of, not take care of, make conscious choices. Or at least be conscious when you're choosing your shoes. Shoes are not one size fits all, just like training plans, just like diets, just like anything else in this world. Trying to find the right shoe for you is worth taking a little time, putting a little effort into, um, and it may just end up with helping you, you know, make more progress as a runner in 2021 and beyond. So some things to think about. Uh, you have questions on it? Have, have issues with what I had to say on any topic today or any topic ever? Let me know. And I don't get very many letting me knows on issues that I, so maybe I'm just, you know, saying everything right. Maybe I, maybe I just got this all figured out. I don't know, but let me know one way or the other. Say hi, whatever at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes today. I did a little bit better job on the memes and gifs than I did last week. So, I mean, to be fair, it'd be hard to do much worse than I did last week, but, uh, you know, stepped it up just a little bit, kind of a little bit cl closer to normal, my normal fare. Uh, and you can find that over at disruns.com slash 935. And, of course, you can also scroll on down to the bottom of the page uh, where there's that comment section. You can leave me thoughts and, and feedbacks and comments there. You can also find the quick, quick tips on YouTube now. If you're listening on YouTube, let me know. Leave a comment down there in the uh, the comment section of the YouTubes. Um, 
experimenting with it on YouTube a little bit. If you, if you like your podcast on YouTube, check it out. Let me know. Um, one last time for the little things. If you want to, to kind of shore up some of the other areas of your training beyond your running that not for nothing might help support your running, disruns.com slash little things. Check it out. It's all free. Uh, hopefully helpful. Hopefully useful. Hopefully some more courses coming. Stay tuned for that announcement down the road. But for now, check out the little things course, disruns.com slash little things. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Hope it was helpful. Hope it was useful. Hope it will make a difference for you when it comes to picking out which shoes to wear, which shoes to buy the next time you're in the market. If it does, if it does, then hopefully that means this another 30 minutes of jibber jabber was worth it. But take care of your feet. That's the moral of the story. Take care of your feet, both with your shoes, you're you're choosing and when you're not in your shoes, do some work on them. Uh, keep them healthy. Keep take care, taking care of them. Keep taking care of yourself. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you. <laughs>